Hello, friend. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Finding Your Worth. The concept I'm talking about today has been a challenging one for me to work on. Did you know that I don't control how other people react to the things I do and they don't control how I react or how I feel either? Really, Let's take a big deep breath and then dive right in. So we're going to do a four count today, a four inhale, four pause, and then a four count exhale. Um, We're going to do that three times uh, just so you know uh, what's coming. So let's go ahead and just take a regular breath in and out and we'll get started. So inhale for four, three, two, one. Pause for four, three, two, one. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Pause for four, three, two, one. Inhale for four, three, two, one. Pause for three, two, one. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Pause for four, three, two, one. Inhale for four, three, two, one. Pause for three, two, one. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Pause for three, two, one. Good. Go ahead and inhale. <laughs> um, I hope that that felt good. I really like that pause, that moment, that stillness um, in my deep breathing. Everyone says this, right? No one can make you feel anything. But in practice, well, it's hard to feel (laughs) that way or keep that in your head in the midst of something that gives you a lot of feelings. For example, a few months ago, my husband asked for a divorce. I did not expect it. Surprise! Here's a list of things I felt after he told me. Sad, hurt, angry, scared, surprised, disappointed, relieved, and grateful. Sort of all at once. And then each played out over the month or so that's followed. Did he make me feel any of those feelings? Nope. But it seems like he did, right? He acted and I reacted. Does his action, asking for a divorce, affect my life? Oh, oh boy, howdy, it sure does. Does it have to make me miserable? No, no, it doesn't. I chose that night not to be miserable about it, to accept it. Of course I grieved, I cried. We've been together for 13 years and we've known each other longer than that. It would be weird if I didn't grieve at all, don't you think? 
I accept that the marriage is over, and this happens to lots of people, and that because of this ending, I have to alter many aspects of my life. Child care, housing, work, holidays, and it alters who I communicate with and about what. Like, <clears throat> your, your husband, spouse, wife, partner, whatever... That's the person that you kind of talk to about life stuff, day-to-day stuff, and that person's not there anymore. You still need to communicate. By accepting these big changes, though, I can take purposeful action towards my goals, which have shifted. Um, They had to. But I can make decisions for myself if I'm not buried in feeling hurt or angry or anything I probably could have sat staring at the walls thinking, what the hell is next? And no one would have judged me. Because what came next was just so much other stuff. The end of 2021 was full of weird and unexpected stuff. Some clearly good and some wasn't. And here I am on the other side of it, I hope, Uh, and I'll share that wild ride at some point in a future episode, but regarding the divorce, the reality is that my husband and I are getting one. That's what is happening. There have been moments since then when he said some pretty hurtful stuff, mostly passive aggressive, and that's normal, right? He can think what he wants to think. Here's the important part. I can think what I want to think. And I don't have to agree with his anger. I don't have to match his moods. I don't even have to respond. The things he said don't mean anything to me. He doesn't have to like me. He's allowed to resent me and regret our time together. I don't have to. And I don't. I don't resent him. And I certainly don't regret the last 13 plus years. I don't control how he feels, and he doesn't control how I feel. It's freeing. It means that how he feels about me is his choice, and it has nothing to do with me, even if he fully believes that it has everything to do with me. It also means that what I believe about him is only true for me. In case you are wondering why our marriage failed, from my perspective, it was a total lack of honest communication from both sides and a lack of willingness to compromise on a whole host of issues, which is an incredibly important lesson for me to learn. And I've touched on this in past episodes that failures or mistakes or whatever, uh, you know, there's a lesson Everyone says that open communication is critical to a healthy marriage, but it can be so hard when you think it might make someone mad to be honest with them or hurt their feelings, or you might give too much of yourself in that honest communication and not get anything back, or you might give in in a disagreement and then resent the other person the next time you argue or disagree. I don't know. There are so many roadblocks to open communication and emotional intimacy. I can see how 
I got more and more rigid about some things because I felt like I wasn't getting back what I gave in other areas. I can see how I kept things to myself, uh, about myself, let's say, that I wasn't proud of, which later made other stuff and other conversations harder to have. I can hopefully take these things, use that information to help me build other stronger relationships. And I don't mean necessarily marital, but all of my relationships could improve by this information. I can try to catch myself, stop, breathe, think before reacting and then falling into old unhealthy patterns. Unhealthy for me and unhealthy for a relationship. Most importantly, I know that when I am communicating openly, the person on the other end is allowed to react in any way they want. What about when there's not another person to react to? I completely understand that things happen to you sometimes, not like my impending divorce, which I certainly had a role in, but maybe illness, an accident, pandemic, (laughs) natural disaster, those sorts of things. Have you ever noticed that some people experience some sort of challenge like that and they don't let it consume them? That is the kind of person I want to be. That is who I am striving to be. And I have been tested a lot recently and sometimes I was not that person that I want to be, without a doubt. We all know Things will happen in our lives that are not of our choosing. I want to be the person who continues to find joy and gratitude in life, even when life is handing down one confusing and painful thing after another. It doesn't mean I don't want to have feelings. Again, I cried plenty recently about all kinds of things. Including, um, I don't know if if you're like this, but um, when I'm emotional about other stuff, emotional meaning just, you know, stuff is happening and I'm responding to it in a reasonable and emotional way. But um, I cried watching part of The Grinch, um, the cartoon, not the original, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, version. Anyhow, I cried during The Grinch, my friends. So yeah, I cried plenty. Anyhow. Have you ever noticed, by the way, when we talk about feelings and how important it is to experience feelings, we're always talking about sadness or anger? Like, we act like we all walk around with big smiles on our faces all day long, which I think, more often than not, we're probably apathetic or annoyed rather than happy, sad, angry. Not happy, though. Not sad. Just meh. So... Maybe we can also recognize how important it is to feel happy too. I'm di- diverging a little bit from the, the point of this, this episode. But, but I can picture many times that I've cried or felt sad. I promise you that I have actually been happy more often. Now, I want to notice those times more, focus on them more, choose them, even when circumstances make it challenging. 
I want to choose happiness and remember happiness and prioritize it. Happiness, I think, is a neglected feeling when we talk about the importance of emotional experience. Oh, and hold on. Just another quick note. Uh, Did you know that you don't have to immediately respond to someone else's wishes just because someone else wants something from you? You don't have to immediately react. I'm not talking about your boss, although even there it's true, but I'm talking about emotional decisions. Well, anyway, back to choosing how you react. Have you given any thought to people you admire for their ability to live life on their terms? Like, what about them sets them apart in your mind? For me, it's a person who just doesn't seem to lose his cool. So then I'm wondering, what does this person do that is different from what I do? And then, could I practice some of those things and see if they make me calmer too? There's this author and fellow podcaster, and oh my gosh, okay, so this guy has multiple books out, a huge following. Our similarity ends at podcaster at the moment, but his name is Hal Elrod, and his podcast is Achieve Your Goals, and it's worth checking out if you haven't heard of him. Um, he's gone through some stuff and has chosen for years, many, many years, to despite some really major rotten experiences to live with a positive mindset. Listening to him is inspiring to me. There are plenty of other authors, podcasters, friends, family that I admire, and if I boil down the message I receive from them, it's this. Acceptance and gratitude. For me to have happy or even just low-key as my baseline. I have to be willing to accept things as they are and then be grateful for them as they are. And that includes people. It is not always easy to choose to accept and be grateful because Part of acceptance is (laughs) accepting that other people may not agree with you, like you, stay with you. And then you still have to find gratitude for knowing them. I do find that accepting someone as they are is easier for me when I recognize that their actions don't control my feelings. And when I don't assume that my actions cause their reactions or their actions, or at least don't control them, this idea that I have power over someone else's feelings is a lie. The statement, you said blank to me and it made me sad, is a lie. No one gets to decide how I feel. No circumstance forces my feelings either. I am not responsible for how someone else chooses to feel. This is not an invitation to be a jackass. Oh, you know people who hide behind honesty just to say mean things? Don't do that, okay? But if you are living your life just trying to be happy and someone else doesn't like your choices, 
That is their choice to not like it. And you don't need to change who you are or what you do just because they don't like it. When I left my full-time gig to start my own business, I think my husband was unhappy about it. I don't know for sure that he was. Remember, I mentioned a lack of communication. But not only do I not know what he feels, I am still not responsible for how he feels. That's right. Just like he is not responsible now for how I feel about the divorce, I am not responsible for how he feels about my choices either. I'm telling you this not because I am the master of calm. At the very beginning of this episode, I said that this is something I struggle with, this concept of not controlling other people's actions and, and, and them not actually controlling my feelings. It's complicated. But it adds a level of personal responsibility. You are responsible for how you feel, your actions, and your reactions. But it takes this level of responsibility away. You don't actually have the power to make others miserable. They may choose to be miserable, but you didn't make them that way. So looking back, I can see that I chose to feel all kinds of things that were rotten about him and rotten about me. And I often chose to react based on those feelings in ways that further undermined our marriage. Now, I need to try to observe the past objectively because I cannot change it (laughs) and then focus on the lessons that can help me become the person I want to be. Cool, calm, and collected and joyful. The person who recognizes her personal responsibility for her life, her body, mind, spirit, whatever you want to call that, and then chooses joy and peace and gratitude. Can you do it? For today's assignment, we've talked before about looking at a past mistake and finding the gratitude and the lesson. But what about looking back at something big and seeing how you chose to react and then recognizing that there was some other reaction possible? Not always an easy one, but some other option. That doesn't mean you chose wrong before. It's not about right or wrong. It's simply about recognizing that you did choose it. Does looking back help you? Can you see times where choosing to feel or behave differently might have given you a better outcome? Can you use this to help you in the future? You cannot change what happened before. So instead, use it to make your future self better. Now, on a slightly silly note, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might remember me mentioning that I want a green couch. But it doesn't just make sense to throw out the couch that we have at this point. However, because I'm getting divorced, I'm going to move. Because I am going to move, I need to get a new couch. And what a shame. What a shame. But here we go, and I will be getting my green couch. So thank you to my soon-to-be ex-husband for making it possible for me to get my green couch in 2022. You see, there is something to be grateful for in everything. 
though you might have to stretch to find it. As always, it is easy for me to be incredibly grateful to you for listening. Please think about someone that you know that you might um, that might benefit from listening um, and share this podcast with them. That's why I do it, to help others find their worth. They're cool, they're calm, they're collected, whatever it is, their, their joy, their peace, their best self, people like you. So thank you again for listening to Finding Your Worth. I appreciate you so much. You, the real you, is absolutely fantastic right now, just as you are. And don't you forget it. Thank you.